Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blessed Child Podcast. This is your host, Renee. So I wanted to give some feedback about last episode, which was um, the inner child and the motherboard with Megan. And we talked about how we reached a state of um, being in tune with your inner child and yourself and getting to that place through meditation or following sensations in your body, ketamine treatment, um, getting to a place that was like spiritual in in a sense or like kind of felt like a different dimension. Maybe it's called a lot of different things to a lot of different people and a lot of different religions, but basically if, you know, this is an ex-Mooney podcast, Mooney podcast, you could call it spirit world. <laughs> Anyways, I we were talking about that. It's a good place to talk about because, you know, the way I got there to my programming center, to my motherboard, to this Zen place of intuition and oneness with myself and the way I got there was through following the sensations in my body. So really getting in tune with yourself will bring you to a place of connectivity with, yeah, the universe or just yourself, where whatever, whatever source you come from, there is a way to follow your sensations and get there. And it's a really peaceful place, a place of love, right? So we were talking about that. And if this is intriguing to you, why don't you pause and go back to that episode and listen to what we were talking about. But anyways... I got a little bit of feedback that that place is indeed real. I did ask if anybody else experienced that place. And yes, other people have experienced that place. It's always different for everybody, but it's also very similar in that it's an undescribable Zen feeling of being in touch with something beyond yourself, something that's consistent and always there. And there are a lot of different ways of accessing this inner matrix through meditation, through therapy ketamine treatments, and even psychedelics. So I just wanted to put it out there that we got feedback that yes, this is a real place and it's a pretty cool place. And it's important to talk about because our entire life growing up in a cult is very much about mastering the art of dissociation. And when you're completely dissociated and your mind and body are living 20 years apart, you don't ever get access to this place because you have to be in oneness with yourself to access this place. So it's important to talk about. I'm just putting some language out there. It's a start. It's a step in healing. It's a big step in healing from what we were raised in in the Unification Church. It was called mind over body unity, but but really it was dissociation is what we did in the Unification Church. We really shoved our sensations and feelings aside to meet the status quo. And so that's why we talked about this on this Blessed Child podcast is because I like to encompass all things that are really major points in healing from how I grew up, right? So um, so I'm glad we got to talk about that. Thank you all for your feedback. Um, it's pretty fucking cool. The things that I wanted to answer today were, first of all, we got some new listeners. Holy crap. Um, yeah, we grew like a couple more countries. I don't know when that happened, but the analytics are pretty cool. Um, I get kind of bittersweet that we're a global podcast because I was really hoping this stuff wasn't all over the place, like this cult stuff, like the Unification Church. But when I sit back and look at my audience, I'm like, God damn it. They 
have the Moonies have their fucking fingers everywhere in every pot in every government and so I wanted to welcome the new audience members that are in different countries like Cambodia and St. Martin Guatemala Cyprus Vietnam Costa Rica Thailand Nepal Chile Ecuador Russia Slovenia Malawi Croatia, Singapore, Malta. These are people, these are countries that are listening to this podcast. Uh, we've got Iceland, U.S. Virgin Islands, Serbia, Peru, Paraguay, Turkey, Ukraine, Malaysia, Portugal, Colombia, India, Ivory Coast, Hungary, Romania, Uganda, Greece. The list goes freaking on. I think there's probably somebody in every single continent. Yeah, there most definitely is listening to this podcast. And I want to say welcome to the Blessed Child Club podcast also you're not alone and if you're listening to this podcast thank you for 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 being here thank you for being here i also want to say that you're extremely valuable valuable human being if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for it as a resource of how to deconstruct from the unification church i want to just say yeah you're valuable your insight is valuable whatever you have to say is valuable um i only speak English and a little bit of Korean and Japanese, not enough to actually have a conversation, but I only speak English. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're a global listener and you can understand what I'm saying and translate it into whatever language you're in and build on this vocabulary about the church, then I think that's really important and really special. There's so many people that probably can't understand what I'm saying on this podcast, but need the information to know that they're not alone in deconstructing from the unification church. So if you're here and you're listening to me and you understand me, you're important and you don't have to let anybody know who you are, but just, I want to get the word out that yeah, the unification church is indeed a destructive and dangerous organization um, that engages in labor trafficking, slavery, human trafficking, child marriage in so many different ways. It's important to talk about it. And if you're safe to talk about it in your language, in your native language, in English, in whatever language, in whatever way you can, then we're making a big difference. So welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Blessed Child Podcast. I also want to say thank you to my Patreons. You guys are freaking awesome. I got a couple new ones this, uh, this last couple months and it's, it's meant a lot that you guys are here to support me. Thank you guys so much. And um, next, I'm going to answer a question. There's a couple questions um, that people have been asking, and it's it's so personal. It's hard to talk about, and I've been thinking about them really, really deeply. And um, I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability. That also respects my boundaries and, you know, people in my life and, and their boundaries. So the questions I'm getting are, how did you break your blessing? How did you get out of the church? How did you, how did you feel about your family after you left the church? Right? So these are all really important questions. And I know that they're coming from a place of, of desperation. People are lost. They're not sure what to do. And you're asking me, right? You're asking me to give you an answer but the thing is I can't answer those questions Um, I can't give you the answer you're looking for to leave a bad situation if you're asking me that question 
then you're not in a good place, right? So you need some advice. I can tell you my story, but that doesn't really, that, that's my story. That's personal. That's, that's unique to me. And instead of telling you my story, I can give you some advice. And I'm thinking that would be better and it would be more applicable to a, a more broad population's like life. It would be better if I give you some basic fundamental advice that I just didn't get growing up in the church. And so let me start at square one, which is how do you know what love is? Right? How do you know what love is? Um, Growing up in the Unification Church, it's very normal that your parents were put together in a mass wedding ceremony where they didn't really know each other. They didn't really consent or gleefully accept a marriage. It was more out of duty. It was more out of responsibility, right? So already there, a lot of us born into the church were born into marriages that were out of duty. They were like, they were arranged marriages. And the center of those arranged marriages is duty and sacrifice and sadness and remorse and regret and loss and grief masked as true love paraded around as a heavenly sacrifice as a foundational choice to bring world peace to this planet so right there is a fundamental flaw in my under what that right there was a fundamental flaw in my understanding of love because as soon as i was born into this world what i thought was love was cold empty dissociated parents I didn't even identify my parents as my true parents. I identified Sun Myung Moon and Hak Han Moon as my true parents. They were the true parents and everybody called them that. So right there already, a basic human understanding of love is missing. And that was from, that was from my experience. That was from my experience growing up. And I can only say that now in retrospect. But I thought... That that was love. Just being there in the same house and calling ourselves blessed parent, blessed family. That was love. It's like having a glass and saying it has water in it, but you don't really know what water is. It could have it. It could have poison in it. You wouldn't know. That's what you were raised with. Um, that's a bad analogy, but the people that have experienced this know what I'm talking about. Um, so first of all, you have to understand what love is, right? Maybe a lot of us grew up in empty houses where you didn't feel like there was somebody to comfort you when you were feeling hurt or to take care of you when you were sick or to talk to when you had real problems, when you, when you had real questions and those questions, if you asked them out loud would get you some some looks some concerns 
Um, maybe you couldn't, let's see. Yeah, really express yourself. Maybe you just couldn't really express yourself. You knew you had to walk on eggshells, but you didn't know why. You knew you had to keep your real feelings to yourself, but you didn't know why. Maybe you also grew up in an environment where you just weren't really supported. I mean, I think I think a lot of us were. That, that was my situation. Um, growing up in the cult, growing up in any cult, really, they... Uh, the, Cults like to destroy the immediate family. They like to destroy and replace the immediate family so that there's more of a communal family um, so that we can all keep each other in check. Because communal family might feel like family, but it's really not. It's really not. It's not the same. Um, Because, gosh, it's just not. And you don't realize that until you experience both. So I'm talking from uh, my, my perspective now of where I've experienced family outside of the cult. After I left the cult, I created my own family. I'm a mom. I have two wonderful kids. I have an amazing husband. I have an amazing extended family now. And it's just so easy to see what real family is and what real family does and how we stick together and we trust each other and we love each other and we're there for each other through thick and thin through anything and we don't even have to talk about it we don't even have to talk about how oh this is an ideal family and I'll always be there for you and this is peace starts with this family like we don't have to talk about any of it you don't have to you don't have to overcompensate for what's you know what's already there I, I noticed in the church we talk a lot about ideal family but we're just compensating for what's not there which is gaslighting ourselves. Um, so you really have to like find out what love is for yourself. And it's a really hard journey if you came from being a child of a, 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 a forced arranged marriage. It's really hard because your fundamental understanding of love is lacking already. So I think, yeah, this is going to be my advice if you're looking for how to break a blessing or how to get out of a blessing or how to treat your family you got to start with what is love what does love mean to you what does it feel like to you to me love feels like understanding trust commitment honesty honesty i i can say anything to my husband and he will try his best to understand and sometimes he understands me more than I understand myself and he's always there for me always through thick and thin I can be myself around him I can be my best self I can be my worst self I can be my crazy self I can make absolutely no sense and he still loves me that's love that's trust yeah commitment understanding that's love being able to be yourself and not have to worry that's love. Um, being grateful for them, for their existence, being grateful for, for human beings, feeling honored to be around them, feeling lucky to know somebody. That's also love. Um, yeah, that's love. Love is very complicated. I think it's probably 
different for a lot of people. So I, I don't have all the answers, but but yeah, breaking a blessing, leaving a blessing. It starts with understanding what love really is and what you're going to tolerate, what you're going to put up with. A lot of people could have lived and died in their blessings because they they settle and 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 it's miserable and they don't know what love is. It's really sad. Hey everyone, I just had to pause and interject that last statement about people settling in their blessing was really condescending and I had to clarify that I'm not talking about all blessings. There is the rare instance where people actually take the opportunity of being blessed and find real partnership and ownership and love and commitment and loyalty and trust in those relationships. There's always that possibility. I'm not writing that out, but I'm not talking to those people. Um, The questions I got were from people that are seeking a way out. So I'm talking to the people in blessings that are stuck that feel completely and utterly alone in a relationship where they're supposed to feel partnership. I'm talking to the people who are, yeah, living in a nightmare. I was there. I'm talking from that experience where I was in a partnership that wasn't a partnership. It was a facade and an illusion and it, and you really need to touch deep touch base with yourself to communicate what you really need and what you really deserve and you don't deserve to feel alone in a relationship that is supposed to bring you joy and partnership and there are ways to mitigate that you don't always have to leave you can simply start communicating and being vulnerable and like I said I don't have all the answers you have to answer these things yourself But what I do know is that growing up Mooney, we had a fundamental lack of understanding of what love was and what we deserved and how we deserved to be loved. And as a Mooney, there was this word salad, this chant, this thought-stopping cliche called, yeah, seek out suffering to know God's heart. You should know suffering, right? So that trained us to seek suffering and to settle in suffering as if it was something good. But here's the thing. Life hurts enough. You don't have to seek suffering. You don't have to settle in suffering. You don't have to seek out and live in suffering to experience God's heart. I'm going to tell you right now, life is hard enough, especially when you find people you really love. Life is hard enough. So set yourself up for joy and happiness because life is hard enough and suffering comes to all of us. You don't have to seek it. Seek out happiness and joy and stability so that you can survive the tough times. And that's all I wanted to say. Let's get back into the episode. But love is a beautiful thing and it's it's worth discovering. Love, yeah. Also, the question was, how did you treat your friends and family after leaving the cult, right? So I had to have some distance, for sure. 
for sure. I, I created a lot of space. I created a lot of space to heal. And, and I found out that, you know, I got a lot of external pressure to get matched and blessed or to perform as a second gen blessed child in the role that I was supposed to fulfill as like a heavenly soldier for the unification church. I got a lot of pressure from people that I called friends and family, like to perform in this certain role. There was a lot of external pressure to, to make me act a certain way. And I thought that was my friends and family. I thought that I thought the community and the unification church were my friends and family. I did. I really, really did. Um, but when I stepped back and I stopped pleasing everybody, I realized that those friends and family were nowhere to be found. I was literally just a meat suit filling the status quo in the unification church. And there was an illusion of friends and family. There was a huge illusion of friends and family. But friends and family won't see that you're extremely unhappy and say you're doing a good, good job. Like in my matching and blessing, people saw that I was miserable and pretty much homeless. I drained my bank account to get blessed. And they didn't show any concern about that. It was... It's really ass backwards, right? So if a 19-year-old kid drains their bank account to like fly to another country to get married, that's a super big red flag. <laughs> like that's a huge red flag. But in the Unification Church, that's viewed as like, good job. Good job, you'll figure it out. Yeah, that's a red flag. Like if people see you self-destructing and they tell you good job, that's a red flag. Like that's not, that's not real friends. That's not real family. That's a destructive, high demand religious organization. So I had to find out what real friends and family was. The real friends and real family see you struggling and they offer help. Real friends and family see you thriving and they offer congratulations. Real friends and family see you passionate about something and they tell you to pursue it right? But that wasn't what I experienced in the cult. Everything in the cult was backwards. So I had to find out what love was. I had to find out what self-love was. I had to find out what my standard of love was. And I had to figure out who was a friend and who wasn't. And it's just about being able to discern who really has your best interest in mind and who just wants you to fill the status quo. So uh, I know that's a really, really roundabout way of answering how did you break your matching and blessing and how did you treat your friends and family, but it, it's not a cookie cutter answer. There's no cookie cutter answer, but I think the basis of those questions is like, how do you discern what real love is and what's worth fighting for and what's not? And before we move on, I also want to say um, with distancing yourself from friends and family, specifically family. I distanced myself from my family for a few years, but I grew enough to a point where I had enough space in my heart to open myself back up to my family. And it was probably the best thing I ever did because then I realized that they also grew and we had grown separately, but together to a place where we could communicate honestly about our feelings and our real opinions. 
And it was the best thing I ever did because now I feel like I do have a real family, including my brothers and my stepmom. And it is worth it to uh, give people specifically family a second chance if you feel safe enough to do so and that you see that they've also done some growing. There are certain people that don't do the growing and don't deserve a second chance. So you have to use your your judgment. Use your better judgment to, to discern what you can handle and what you can't. But that's, yeah, with friends and family, I did give, um, I had to make a lot of space, but then also, yeah, create space to give people a second chance. And um, yeah, be very, be very mindful of who you give a second chance because you do deserve to be treated right and be respected and appreciated. And yeah, when you find those people, even if it's just one or two people, hold on to them and treat them good and let them know that you care. And that is my advice for friends and family. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, so that's my answer. <laughs> it's so roundabout. But um, I don't know. Well, how did you find out, you know, how to break your blessing? <laughs> or like, how did you do, like, is that is that even a question? Um, it's kind of like, how did you leave? It's like, I just, you just knew something wasn't right. You just knew something wasn't right, but you didn't know what. And just keep asking questions. Keep asking questions. Because your gut knows when something isn't right. You always know when something isn't right. You have to just trust yourself. Follow your intuition. Follow those sensations in your body. You innately know what's good and what's bad for you. You don't need anybody else to tell you. You don't need anybody to validate how you're feeling. They're your feelings. I can't, I can't help you there. But I can tell you get in touch with those feelings because sometimes you're pretty wise and sometimes they're just feelings. I mean, you're the one to discern that, not me. Um, and there you go. <laughs> I hope that helps. Um, but if anybody wants to talk about it, you can give real advice. We can have a conversation. Reach out to me and I'll have you on this podcast and we can talk about it. Give some solid examples. All right, guys, take care of your mental health and we'll talk again soon.